0: Hi, I'm Emma. (laughs) And I'm Jenny. And this is Have You Heard Of. It's the podcast where two best friends finally hold each other accountable for all those pop culture recommendations we keep giving each other. This week, it's my pick, and I have chosen Gem and the Holograms, not the beloved, not the beloved cartoon series, (laughs) but in fact, the film. I know I make this joke a lot about how I'm probably one of only four people on the earth who like this movie. I think that might actually be scientifically true with this one. We'll get into it. (laughs)
1: But before we do that, I'm going to do a spotlight swap. And I. i your vibe through... with? Yeah, well, I went through what we've done before. I don't think I've mentioned it, but I feel like I have mentioned it on the podcast in some form. But I can I be repeat wrong. myself every day of my life. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Um, so, what I want to bring is a company called Once Upon Apparel. Have I talked about this? I don't
0: think you mentioned them. You did mention your oils one time, but I don't think you mentioned... Okay. Once Upon (laughs) Apparel.
1: Okay. So Once Upon Apparel is a company that is owned by a couple in Florida, and they have a little shop. that they just run out of their house, and they do screen print shirts based mainly around Disney things. And I am such a big fan of theirs. Um... I really enjoy getting pieces, like articles of clothing that is parts of fandoms and things that I really enjoy, like BTS or Disney or Marvel. But I really enjoy when it comes from not specifically the company they're from. When that you get sense. to support the fans, because it's usually better made, prettier,
0: and also not supporting a conglomerate. Exactly, exactly. And so, so or rather first... supporting in independent business people.
1: Yeah, and I follow them on, like, Instagram, and, um, when me and Emma got to go to Disney World together in 2018, I got, um, me and her matching t-shirts that said, in my favorite place with my favorite person, and it had, like, the, um, Cinderella's castle on it, and it is just so pretty, and it's purple, and I think, Emma, you, like, tagged it somewhere, and, like, they liked it because we were wearing that shirt. And good social media engagement on their part. Yeah, it's just so nice and fun. And since then, I've gotten around four other shirts from them. And what I usually do is I get mystery tees. And so you don't know what you're going to get. And it's been very exciting. So I got, um, you just tell them your size and you can pick like a t-shirt or a tank top or something. And I've been happy with every single one I've got. Right now, I'm wearing a green hang top and it is it says growing up is optional and it's based off of peter pan and it's green it has sparkles on it and it has like the flying pirate ship and the big ben on it and it's just very exciting because it's shirts that you can wear around all the time and like yeah it's a disney shirt but it's not like bam bam mickey mouse it's like they also make these botanical t-shirts for disney princesses and so like for the one for Bell it is a rose and it has like phrases around it that represent her and it's just really fun and cute and I like to support their business so if you're a big Disney fan they also have some Harry Potter stuff as well but if you're a big Disney fan definitely check out once upon apparel on online or on Instagram or Twitter they they're fun and they also like are they're in the parks usually and they they have a little community over there so please go and support them and check them out if you're interested.
0: I am so sad because I I have a different drawer for my different colors of shirts. Like, I have a drawer that's purple and blue shirts, and my Once Upon Apparel shirt never leaves the drawer because I never wear it anymore because I feel like it is a lie because I am currently not in my favorite place with my favorite person, (laughs) so it feels like a falsehood to wear it. And so I'm a big fan of shirts that you buy for a specific use, and I know that this shirt is very comfortable and lovely and I could wear it anytime, but CBD. (laughs)
1: I sometimes I, need, I guess I need
0: more shirts from them.
1: Yeah, I sometimes do wear that shirt, and I do feel like I'm living a lie, because, again, it's the same. But now I have more shirts from them, and I'm like, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, nice. Emma, do you want to tell me about the movie?
0: Yes let's i'm really surprised it took us a year to get to this because i was visiting a different friend when i saw this and called jenny after a while we were in the theater bathroom to be like jenny you gotta see this movie i loved it it was incredible it's one of the best movies i've ever seen um i don't six even years know later. why six years later i don't even know why i went to go see this movie i like i said i was visiting a friend who lives in edmonton And so I just spent that week being an absolute mall rat while she was at work in the West Edmonton Mall and went to see a movie every single day, Uh, saw Crimson Peak twice, great time, Uh, (laughs) saw the Vin Diesel Dungeons and Dragons movie, saw Steve Jobs, and saw Jem in the Holograms, not by myself, with my friend. Um, But I really don't know why we went to see it because neither of us watched Jem the TV show or had even heard of
1: it at that point. I don't... I remember when I saw this trailer, and I remember talking it with you and our other friend, being like, oh my god, this looks really cool. And I think it was just one of those things that, like, it was on your radar, and you're like, okay. let's go see it. And so,
0: uh, yeah, so it was October, but there weren't really, like, any Oscar movies that had come out yet. We were post-blockbuster season, like, there wasn't a whole lot in theaters. And so my friend and I wanted to go out to see a movie, and we decided we should go see Jim in the Holograms. And it had, been, it had opened the weekend before. And we were like, oh, it'll be perfect. You're working the evening shift. Like, we'll just go right after you finish work. We'll go to the theater in the mall. And then it wasn't playing at the theater in the mall. And it wasn't oh. playing at any theaters in Edmonton except for one. And so we, like, had to – we were like, that's weird. Didn't this movie just come out? Yeah, this movie had a famously terrible theatrical run. Mm. Um, so it made, I think, $2.2 million off of a five-minute budget. Uh, it was pulled from what? theaters after two, it had a $5 million budget, made $2.2 2 was pulled oh. from theaters after two weeks because it was doing so badly. Cause you're like $2.2 2 million. That's more dollars than I'll ever have. That was $2.2 2 million in wide release, um, which is over 2000 theaters. That means it was making like 800 bucks <laughs> per
1: theater that oh, it was in no. in ticket sales, oh, boy. which is,
0: you know, how expensive going to the movies is. That's yeah. not a lot of people. So, like, we went to go see this, and we even had to go to a late show because it was only playing at, like, 1030 at night at this one random <laughs> theater. And there was, it was the two of us and three other people in the theater. And they were *Gem and the Hologram fans, which I think actually created the perfect environment to see this film. Because we had no context, but about 10 minutes in, everyone just fully agreed we were all going to talk at full volume throughout the entire film. <laughs> um, What an experience. And it was so good. And you could just feel the people behind us getting really put out because... So this movie got absolutely trashed by critics. Absolutely trashed Mm. by Gem fans. And so I would consider it similar to my opinion of the Ella Enchanted movie starring Anne Hathaway, which is based on one of my favorite books from when I was a kid. And the movie itself is extremely fun, but so different from the book. And I I just wish i i wish i hadn't either hadn't seen the movie or hadn't read the book because if i hadn't read the book the movie would be great but i know what the book could is and what the movie could have been and it just makes me mad and so i think that's how Mm. a lot of gem fans feel which is understandable um i haven't even said what this movie is about yet but yeah Yeah, it's based
1: on oh you can continue oh thank you
0: thank you i know i am just basically monologuing i love you (laughs) <laughs> um yeah so it's based on the 80s TV series Jam which is about uh Jerica Benton aka Jam who's a pop star and her her three sisters one biological sister two foster sisters and they all run a foster home in their day jobs and then by night are pop sensations and go on animated shenanigans uh and crossover with GI Joe and stuff <laughs> I still have never watched I still have never watched the show or read the comics um yeah, and then you can just feel the many passes this wit- this movie went through in development, because they were really like, well, what are the kids like these days? I don't know. Mm. YouTube? <laughs> um, and so this version sort of Jam is they are all teenagers instead of adults, and less spy-saving-the-world shenanigans and pop stars and more. You know, finding your voice and loving your sisters yeah. and figuring out what you want to do with your life and how to be more confident in who you are and what you have to say. And so it is about Jerica Benton, 17-year-old, becoming a pop star after her sister, uh, without her permission, posts a video on YouTube that goes viral. And your pretty basic coming-of-age story after that will definitely... Jenny blessedly texted me beforehand to say here are my thoughts, going in, <laughs> had a good time, story structure bad, and I was like, don't worry, I absolutely <laughs> agree.
1: Yeah, I as if someone comes to me and is like, I do not like this movie, I'll be like, valid. If they come valid. to me and they say, I like this movie, valid. I can see it from it both is a, perspectives. It is a
0: poorly constructed film when you get down to it. I don't think it yeah. deserves the vitriol. There was one review from not Roger Ebert, the legend himself, but Rogerebert.com, where the reviewer was basically like, This movie is strangely pretty to look at, and it's really mm. sincere. I just don't know what kind of
1: movie they were trying to make. It changes about four times. Yeah, I like I feel like they had some ideas of what they wanted to do and then they just couldn't decide what type of movie they wanted. Like all of a sudden it was kind of like sci fi with, like, the robot aspect of it. And but then, then there's a treasure hunt, but then that
0: ends after about ten minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I don't understand what you're getting at, but I also, I think they've fallen under that thing when they are based off of something. If they weren't based off of Gem and the Holograms, if it was just a normal movie and they took out, like... Like I, I, don't know if is the robot in the comic book. Like I don't know if that's important. The part. robot does not look like so. Synergy is not
0: like that. I Synergy is more like um uh, an a like a complete AI entity to my understanding. Perhaps oh, okay. I should have looked up original gem, but I felt that that would be inauthentic to my gem experience. <laughs> that's, that's um, fair. Yeah, but it Synergy in the comic is kind of it can be con- remote controlled by her earrings. Um, and then Synergy, um. the robot, is not this cute little dinky thing. It, it is what they... It's not that they do hair and makeup. It's that Synergy can literally project holograms onto them that change their appearance. Changes the girl's appearances.
1: Okay. That's cool. I like that. Okay. It's but, like, fun. yeah. The story, um, if it was not based off of this, then I feel like people probably would have liked it more. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as you say based off of then people are like, oh, how dare they? But... Again, there's that fallback of if it they didn't say it was based of it and they did this film, people would be like, this reminds me of blah, 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 even if yeah. they changed the name.
0: And so another kind of controversy they had was that the creator of Original Gem, a woman named Christy Marks, was not involved in the development process at all. So this is actually, this is also a good spiritual successor to our last episode because this is directed by John M. Chu, who did step up to Wait, the streets. is it? Yes, this is why I brought it up! <laughs> God, the same person who directed Step Up to the Streets. Also directed them in the
1: Holograms*. A memory of ten minutes, because I forgot that's why we were doing this. <laughs> that's okay. You, I, we are both goldfish, and this is why we're uh, friends. We're going through um, a yeah, busy so time is... in our lives too. There's just a lot I can't keep in. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so this is also from John Chu, and this is a total passion project of his. He said, like, his sisters loved Original Gem growing up, and so he would watch it with them, and he loves it too, and he's been trying to get Universal to make it for, like, 10 years, and they, they wouldn't do it because he didn't have experience as a director, and then they couldn't get funding, and then he did get to a place where he actually had done G.I. Joe 2 Retaliation, which was a moderate box office success. Um, hmm. And that's also owned by Hasbro, which also owns Jim in the Hologram. So they were able to get John M. to do this movie. He finally got to do it and was really excited about it and, like, doing his own take on Jim. And actually had plans to cross it over with his G.I. Joe movies, which I would have loved to see. Whoa. Um, and so I guess that brings really, like, we'll get into the proper plot of it all. And I do want to hear more about what you thought about it. But... There are three things I really love about this movie. And one of those things, and probably the main one, is that it's fine, whatever, but God, I know a sequel would have kicked ass. (laughs) A sequel would have been so good. Like, you you get to the end of this movie and you realize you've just spent an hour and 58 minutes watching them set up their very excellent plans for a sequel, which also involves G.I. Joe. And
1: a more important thing, which we'll get into... But then that never happened, obviously. Well, like, that's the thing. Like, I felt definitely that this was, like, a lead up to something. Mm-hmm. And it's similar to when I haven't, like, watched something and they're name dropping things. And I'm like, I feel like this should be important to me. But I have no idea. Like, especially when people talk, like, when they're talking in groups and they name drop each other while they're talking to each other. It's like, no one does that unless you're, it's like a, you unless should know that up. Yeah, you've got to remember what this person's <laughs> name is for later. Yeah. Yeah. I could see a sequel working. I feel like they would have to change what they were doing. I feel like yeah. they would have to specifically either stick with the whole, like, rival band
0: stuff. Uh, and then I guess one other thing I wanted to say, kind of just about the making of this movie, that you're saying, oh, it's too bad they couldn't just do an original story because that's basically what this ended up being. Yeah. Um, And then another way where they... The production crew, John Chu, whoever the screenwriters are—sorry, I don't remember your names—wanted um, to incorporate the history of Gem and the very still active Gem fandom was by putting out an open call and doing a contest, basically to say, submit a video talking about why Gem and the holograms is important to you, and you will get a speaking part in the movie. And then that became, we're not going to give you a speaking part in the movie, but we will incorporate your footage. And some fans were chosen and. But we're not given the context for how their footage would be used. And the footage in the uh. movies is used to be like, Jem, this singer, goes viral and people are posting about how much her music means to them. But it doesn't hit the same way because the people who are talking are clearly not talking about the gem we've been watching for the past two hours. They're yeah. talking about the gem they grew up with and have spent the
1: past 20 years loving. Oh, that's awkward. Yeah. Yeah, well, and so okay, some fans so... were
0: really mad because they didn't want it to be considered an
1: endorsement for a movie they did not approve of. Oh no. That's awkward. I I appreciate what they were trying to do of trying to have like they interwove a lot of internet in this film, mm-hmm. which kind of does age it. it
0: and ages like they it? name
1: drop Tumblr and I was like, hell yeah! But I'm also like, okay, now know I write that is. a note too because I am still on Tumblr. I am still yeah. very active on Tumblr, but people aren't joining
0: Tumblr anymore. Be-
1: be- Kel- yeah.
0: Companies have accepted you can't make money on Tumblr. So when Erica Raymond shows up to say we gotta get you on Tumblr, I was like,
1: oh boy, <laughs> okay. Um, I I see what they were trying to do. Sometimes it was a bit distracting when they like intercut like people. Playing something to like show. I was like, I get they're trying to show the tension, but like, it seems like it's someone who's an adult trying to like the show selfie or whatever, like yes. trying to say like this is what it's like, but it it's not. It's that not. Way. I know.
0: And the nature of the internet is that not it's of course it's d- d- dated now, five and a half years later, but it was dated as soon as it came out because in the year this movie took to film and go into post things changed on the internet again so that's not what the yeah. internet looks like anymore i was i remember watching this 5 years ago in theaters as well and saying they don't really understand how going viral works either because i people do build up huge followings online yeah. but not based off of one video and actually that is something that has become more accurate i'm going to give them they were Little prophetical there because I think about the way TikTok works now and how many musicians I've found were through TikTok that have absolutely blown up on there, and I'm like, I could see that, I could see a gem style rise happening through TikTok. But
1: But I think like some like for TikToks though, like they usually maybe one of their videos has gone viral, but a lot of times there's a lot of work put in in other videos. Exactly. And, yeah, it's like, going it to build ca- the
0: audience. Its driver's license didn't just happen because
1: she was nobody.
0: It happened because she already had this yeah. following she'd been curating.
1: Yeah, she already had a following. She she was on High School Musical, the musical, the sequel, or whatever. Um, and <laughs> <I> just <laughs> MTMCS, <empty>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all the
1: things. And like that took off, which is great. But this is and not it is just impressive. someone like, posting. Yeah, it's not yeah. just someone like posting a video. like, one thing is, like, cool, and, like, I don't know, as, like, the generation who was, like, brought up with YouTube, one, that's, like, how things go viral that fast, and, like, the news doesn't talk about it, like, that's not... People are That's like, this person works. wants to find a person. At, like,
0: the, no. at the time, in 2015, the only kind of comparable person I could think of was Troy Sivan. And even him, that was mm. years of building a following. Before. I was a huge Troye he's, he's, he's still, he's quite popular, but he has not, you know,
1: taken over the music industry. Well, look, I've been a Troy Sivan fan since he, like, was, quote, a YouTuber and, like, yeah. just did small videos. And, like, now he's, yeah, he's done music with, like he's written for bts he's like done a lot of tours and stuff so i've he's definitely has is a product not a product but has grown up and used the internet as a way to get a following but i feel like their internet speed was way too fast as well it's like (laughs) upload i was like this is okay even a 2021 speed that's No. I know (laughs) how that works. Uh, And like the algorithm, like how are the videos being found? You just put the word gem. You didn't tag it in anything. Like how are people finding this video? Exactly. Kimber you have a private account. Kimber's like, Oh, I have a private account. Then how are people finding this?
0: (laughs) Kimber? Um Yeah, so, okay, so really quickly, so like the premise of, the, of this movie, if you are only familiar with the original series, is that there's four teenage girls. They all live with their cool Aunt Bailey, played by the iconic Molly Ringwald, who I adore. Jeez. She's very funny in the five minutes she's in this movie for, <laughs> she's got great facial expressions. Um,. And Jerrica's very shy, but she loves writing music. And then one day she takes a video of herself singing one of her songs while in costume and introduces herself as Jem, which is a very teenage girl thing to do, to be like, I'm not going to go by Jerrica anymore. I'm going to go by Jem. Yeah. Um, I love her. And then her sister Kimber posts it, and suddenly they are picked up by Erica Raymond of Starlight Records, uh, who signs... Jem and Jem makes the condition that she has to bring Kimber and her two foster sisters, so her two sisters as well, uh, Shayna and Asia, and bring them to LA with her, and then they get yeah. whisked into the the tumultuous entertainment industry. And have to, you know, really hold on to their own identity while also uncovering a robot that their dead inventor dad built and figuring out how to fix it. And then also going on a treasure hunt and then also uncovering some corporate espionage and then also falling in love with Rio and a lot of things are happening in this movie at all times.
1: Yeah, you really gotta like pay attention because, like, this movie ain't short. It's a long movie. I started watching it at like 8 30. I (laughs) I know. This will be fine. And I was like, oh, God, it still's happening. I know. I cut out like half of it. Earlier
0: this week, (laughs) yes, was like, oh, this movie's like an hour and a half. It is two hours long.
1: It does not have to be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I, like, the beginning of the film, I wrote down, like, I love when groups of women just have fun together. And. You can just see, like, they make this music video, and it's first of all, the song slaps. The music in this movie is amazing. Can we just yes. say, like, the original songs and also just the soundtrack in general? Incredible. Such. Whoever decided to get. Whoever was in charge of getting the rights to the songs or whoever was creating the music, big props because these are catchy, and I have been listening to them since I watched it on Tuesday. Hit it!
0: The soundtrack for this movie is incredible this is okay three things i love what this what the sequel could have been number two the music in this movie is amazing all of the hologram songs are great like yes that that is not a surprising part of why they they hit it so big because this movie they, this music is all absolutely songs of the summer this movie came out in october if it had come out i think in may or june it would have done a lot better because everyone uh, would have been really into that music
1: yes i i particularly liked the song they did when they were making, like, they were dressing up and like making a music video in the beginning, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Ooh, this slaps! This is really good. Is this actually their real voices, though, or is this yes, like?" Yes, it is. They're oh. all singers,
0: so that is them. I don't know if it's them playing the instruments, but it is the all four
1: girls uh actually oh, fun. singing. Yay. Yeah, they're really good. That's they actually are all really good. Like. Again, if they cut off, like, half of the movie and just made it as these girls coming of age movie, becoming pop stars, and then realizing, like, what they really want to do, then I'd be like, hell yeah! Like, the music slaps, the costumes are amazing, it's so eccentric and fun and, like, um, out there, but, like, and they're hidden, but you know who they are, and... Yeah.
0: Yes, and I think all the costumes for this movie are really fun. But it's that first scene where they're making this video out of clothes they find in their Aunt Bailey's garage, where it's just most on honored honoring the original aesthetic of the show. And I wish they had kept that throughout the whole series. Like I wish they had kept the commitment to the like the bright pink hair instead of the like very subtle pink streak or the orange and like because it's like in the comic series they all have mm. different colored hairs and I, I love the looks of it. It's so fun. fun. Um, also gosh this is a yeah so my friend and i went to go see this movie and then the next night we were going to go see a play and it was like the play started right after my friend finished work so we knew we weren't going to have time to go home and get gussied up so we brought our dresses and got changed just like in the mall bathrooms after she finished work and then went to mac (laughs) And we're like, can we just, can you just do our makeup for free? Even though we were both adults at the point, and I feel like that's something you only do when you're 15. We were switched to Mac, and the ladies were like, yeah, sure, what do you want for your makeup? And we are like, we just saw them in the holograms. Can you make us as glittery as possible? And they did. So thanks, Mac, ladies. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> you that's were great. nice and
0: They just like, gave us full glitter makeup. It was great. Oh,
1: fun. Yeah, like, again, a theme throughout almost every single thing we bring forward, youth. The preciousness of youth and family coming together, and it's like, yay! I know. Aunt Bailey's a good
0: guardian. Aunt, okay, the other thing too is that Aunt Bailey reveals to Jerrica right before the girls leave for LA that they're about to lose their house, which also because Aunt Bailey, you know, has adopted the gem in Kimber, but and is fostering Shayla, Shayna, and Asia. Like, they might get separated. You don't know. So now Jerica's the only one you, she, that she knows and she's, that knows. I'm getting too excited. I can't talk. But Jerrica becomes very stressed because she's like, okay, now I have to do whatever this record label lady says because we need the money. They should have gotten but, a lawyer okay. because. Yeah. Yes. The agreement is 100%. they don't get paid until after the third concert. Nuh-uh-uh. No. You take a down payment.
1: Okay. Couple of things. <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> aunt bailey do not put that pressure on a child that is yes. not okay no you are an okay, adult cause... you do not tell a child adult issues about money that is not for a child to have to take on and if you kept your boundaries we would have no issues with this i know because... i'm gonna give her
0: a point that i will take away later but i'm gonna give her a point because she doesn't tell jerica jerica finds a letter so Jerica finds out and goes to ask Aunt Bailey what it is. And is like, how come you didn't tell me? And Aunt Bailey says, it's because, like, I didn't want you to worry about it. But then Aunt Bailey also says not to tell the sisters,
1: which then puts all that pressure right back on Jerrica. Yes. Okay. Second. Um, <laughs> there is a point later on when they're trying to get them, they're trying to get Jerrica to sign a thing. And I'm like, she is a minor. Yes! She, that is, you can't, that's void. Like, you, that, that contract means nothing you it's a minor you need to get a lawyer get a lawyer not even just a lawyer just an adult like (laughs) that like no this is not how it goes and also yeah when it was like you get paid after the last one i was like okay this is sketchy um and i understand like it reminded me a bit about like the the idol system of like getting youth and stuff into groups Mm -hmm. and like doing all like the glitz and glam and everything for them and then they don't actually get as much as you would assume but they still should get some as they go because where they need to live (laughs) like come on
0: i know erica erica raymond is a very
1: suspicious person who's also very stupid but we'll get into that as well also her bodyguard zipper as soon as i met him i was like i trust this man i don't know why (laughs) zipper was introduced i was like i like him This is so funny
0: because I made a note. Forgot about zipper. Jenny's gonna like him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That's hilarious. Because he shows up at this Aunt Bailey's house and just says "zipper," and she immediately looks down to check her fly. He's
0: like, "No, that's my
1: name." <laughs> oh, I'm and glad that I've cu- we've come to this point where you are like this. Per- Jenny would like this person. Yeah. <laughs> 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 his heart is just
0: super okay but this brings me to point number three of what i think is actually perfect about this movie and that is Juliet lewis as erica raymond Juliet lewis is an actress who is very great she was nominated for an oscar at the age of 17 when she was in cape fear
1: Damn. Uh,
0: she has since been in just i guess whatever catches her fancy because she shows up in everything um And she looks at all times like she is about to just unhinge her jaw and consume the set. (laughs) She looks like, in this movie, not in all things, but in this movie, looks like if snakeskin print became a person. And I love her. She is so just channeling exactly the energy this movie needs. Her face is so funny. Every decision her character makes is insane and makes no sense. But you look into Juliette Lewis's eyes and you know, she is fully convinced in what she is doing. And like, like she enters in slow-mo in high heels, wailing guitars happening. She's just shuts everything down. She's extremely mean. She keeps narrowing her eyes at different intervals. It's great.
1: Yeah, I love a good, like, bomb-ass bitch, but sometimes I'm like, okay, you... You You (laughs) need to down. This is very out of place, but I think if
0: everyone had risen to the energy she's bringing to the film, the movie would have been 20 minutes shorter and 20% funnier.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was... Her acting in this was great. Like, I feared her. I feared (laughs) her, like... (laughs) I I felt like I was all of a sudden a child or I was the person at Valet being like, ah, oh shit, this person is so powerful. They could destroy me in an instant and I would be terrifying. Yes. Um, at one point, the the gang
0: the gals plus rio who is gem's love interest i haven't really said just i just keep saying the name rio without context rio is the villain's son and also the girl's love interest and he just yeah. like hangs out with them i guess um but they steal erica's car and she goes to her valet who says it was stolen and she just goes are you asking me or telling me <laughs> and she looks so mad that yeah. i she's the valet is played by nicholas braun who plays greg on succession and is about seven feet tall so Juliet Lewis is you know a foot and a half shorter than him, and she looks like she's going to crush him under the heel of her boot, and I wouldn't even yeah. doubt her
1: like extension abilities uh the the amount of like you kind of mentioned like for that the valet, there's so many people in this movie, even there's so many like, people in this movie there's even like briefly, there's so many cameos in it there's like, so Rain many the cameos Rock Johnson in this movie? Is there. That Ariana Grande had a cameo
0: that got cut because they had too many other cameos.
1: <laughs> what? Dear Lord. It, like, in my head, I was like, how just did they get all these thing? people to be in this film? I don't understand. Like, I think the guy who was security at the place, I think that's the guy from, I think he's in Smosh now? I don't know. Like, there's just so many people in this film. Also, I think the the place where they all stay, like the building that their residence is, I think that's the party scene from Dirty Thirty. I think it's the same house. It looks exactly oh. the same. Maybe it's just a generic like California house, but that it looks makes like the sense. entrance way. Yeah, that makes sense. Anywho, I would sp- I wouldn't be surprised by that. Anywho, it's just like back to the cameos. There's just so many people in this movie, and I wonder how, like you kind of mentioned it before, of the the fans who were pissed. I wonder if any of the... Like, if someone came up to Dwayne and was like, hey, so you were in, like, Gem and the Holograms. He's like, was... I was? <laughs> we, oh, was I? Dwayne the Rock
0: Johnson, secretly a huge Gem stan, very disappointed by how the movie turns out. <laughs> um, Yeah. So, hold on. Just so many people are in this movie.
1: I was going to say more about who they are, and then the thought immediately left my head. That's okay. <laughs> I wanted to say... I am such a sucker for a good, um, fashion montage. Yes. And we got that with, like, the cool music and them all trying on different makeup and hair and clothing. And I just love those montages. I don't, they're so classic. I know.
0: I want to be in one. And I remember what I, mean. I was going to say is the lady who does Jerica's hair and dyes it pink is the voice actress of the original gem. That was her cameo.
1: Oh, fun. Fun, fun, fun. Uh,
0: Yeah, and so this movie is loosely structured around the girls have to do three shows before they get paid. So it's, you know, kind of leading up to these three shows and can they handle the pressure and what's going to happen. And then at the same time, they realize that Synergy, this little robot, is giving them clues. They go to Santa Monica Pier uh, and set off an alarm. And so Rio, who at this point has been like a weird like... I'm 24, I guess, so I'm the tough guy, and maybe I I'm having an inappropriate relationship like 18, with a
1: teenager. 19. Okay, I think he's, Ryan Guzman does not in... look like he is 18 or 19. <laughs> well, because they said that he's in college, so like, one okay. by the states, the oldest he can be is think 21. Okay, yeah, that makes sense, and that just make him less creepy
0: for hitting on Jerica as well. Then
1: yeah. all is forgiven, but still. He's in college. He needs to calm down. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's the robot, and so here's subplot number two: uh, robot, and it, it was her their dad's invention, and. Um, Jerrica keeps being like, yeah, like this was his greatest invention. As soon as she said that, I was like, oh God, I'm so ready for the line later when he's like, you are my greatest invention because I know it's going to happen. And, and it, it does. And it made me cry because I'm weak. <laughs> Even though I knew. I know. Was I was very happy that you cried. <laughs> that sounds I
0: horrible, but you know what I can, <laughs> you
1: know, can't I know. Me. I pretty much was like, I wrote down, damn it, I cried. Ah, here I go. <laughs>
0: funny part about this, though, is that, okay, so the dad didn't know Asia and Shayna because they're adopted, like, Aunt Bailey adopted them. Yeah. Dad did have a second child. Kimber is also his daughter. And yeah. so that was the best part about watching this in the theater is that, you know, as soon as it starts showing clips of the dad only with Jerrica and talking about Jericha is the greatest thing he ever did, it just got to the point where every time the dad spoke, someone in the theater would go, and fuck Kimber, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and so it gets to the end where he's like, "You're my greatest invention," and the five of us go,
1: "You have a second child." <laughs> he does say the two of you, I think, at True. the end. But okay. that's only at the very end. Also, whatever happened to their mom? I don't know. Okay, okay, that's fine. I was just like, it's like similar. Like you forgot about Kimber. Also, your mom. Like I so there's these people in the story that are just Screw missing. Your mom, I, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so they figure out, and there's like, they're doing, they're following the robot, and then they have to find the guitar, and then there's like a bunch of different pieces, and um, then we kind of talked about before that then... um, she gets like something to sign to be like a solo act because I just want Gem, and she's like, oh no, because her aunt is like, we're gonna lose the company, and she's we're like, we're gonna I lose can get the house advance. by the end of the week. So she says, like, I can get it in advance. And she goes to Erica Raymond. She's like, can I? And she's like, oh, of course. You just need to sign your soul. And she's like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
0: like, Juliet Lewis in full Ursula the sea witch mode cackling. (laughs) I'm amazed that Zipper and the other bodyguard aren't in the the background like the two eels. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Um, And so she does. But I'm like, okay. Okay. You should have talked to the... Like, you could tell, tell your sisters are... what's going on. Oh. I know I'm so sure, much okay. in movies can be solved with open communication, but then at the same time, then there wouldn't be any movie. So. I know. I guess it's fine. It's I, fine. G- I guess. I know. Well, I there guess. still could have been a movie because, as we said, there is
0: also the treasure hunt plot line that they could have done. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's
1: true. <laughs> Yeah,
0: that is um, true. Yeah, because they do their... Okay, the, yeah, so they fix the robot at the end of the dad's. Like, I'm so glad you found all my clues. You had two. There were only two clues. <laughs> there weren't a lot of clues to figure out. Um, but one yeah. of the clues is her signature Synergy earrings, which, again, Erica Raymond, apparently big ni- business record label magnet, brought about her own downfall because Jerica is wearing these cheap plastic earrings during the makeover montage, and Erica's like, Jerica and Erica's too much. Too much for me to say. <laughs> um, uh, it's like, oh, here you can't wear those earrings. They don't go with your
1: look. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> Even though they one hundred percent do. <laughs> Exactly. And so she's like,
0: instead of just saying, here, take the earrings off and take them home, Erica Raymond is like, oh, don't worry, I'll keep them safe in my safe. So later, when the girls go to get the earrings back, they also find, dun-dun-dun, Erica's dead husband's will that proves she doesn't actually own the record
1: label. Honey, hide that will somewhere better, or don't put costume jewelry in your safe. Okay, so yeah, so when she takes the jewelry in that first scene, in my head, I was like, that was dramatic. Also, they're going to have to break into that safe. I just know it because it's too... They made it a scene. They made it a whole thing. And then, yeah, they it have like, seems the one like piece it, of the will. I thought there was going to be a plot line where you find out that Erica Raymond actually
0: knew the dad and was trying to steal one of his inventions. And so she mm. knew what the earrings meant. It felt like there was another plot line that they were like, okay, this is really cool, yeah. but we do got to cut it out because this is running a little long. <laughs> like, that's where they decided <laughs> to cut things out.
1: Well, because I also thought the whole thing was that, like, Erica Raymond created this whole company herself. So why was it in her husband's name then? So I I'm don't concerned? know. I don't know. Okay. And then, anywho, so then the company actually goes over to Reno because his dad was like, he can have it when he's ready. When I'm he's like, ready. Hey. Rio,
0: you're 19. You don't even know how yeah. to do accounting or
1: your taxes. Yeah, and so they perform and they have the montage and I, I understand why fans would be mad that they were used out of context, but when mm-hmm. they were saying it, it also just made me emotional because on one hand I was like, this doesn't really match with what <laughs> we have seen from and the hologram so far. But on the mm-hmm. other hand, I was like, oh, God, these girls are speaking directly to me. This is, like, some of the things are directly with me and my relationship with BTS right now. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, God. So I also, like, I didn't get it until they spoke. And I was like, okay, if this is that to them, then, okay, then it's fine. (laughs) I I understand now.
0: Um, And, yeah, yeah, and then the band gets together and then... And this is what rewrote my DNA in that movie theater. This is what fundamentally altered my brain chemistry for life and made me really committed to this film. And as I mentioned as a little sneak preview in last week's episode, I used to run a Stan Twitter for Jim and the Holograms of the movie, but that did only last the one week I was on vacation and then I immediately abandoned it. God, I miss single purpose Twitter accounts. Um, (laughs) See also, Jenny's former Twitter account, she had I a foundation about naming nail polishes, which is great. Um... (laughs) Uh, but they do an end credits sequence where Erica Raymond, booted from her own label, goes to a junkyard, hunt yeah. <laughs> down the misfits. And I didn't know who the misfits were at the time, but the three women behind us in the theater were freaking out because the misfits are the rival, like, anti-holograms. And the mm. ants, and they're led by the anti-gem pizzazz. And the casting for the misfits is so perfect. It's Aiza Gonzalez. It's Katie Finley uh, from How to Get Away with Murder. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. she's the girlfriend from the first season and Hannah Mae Lee from Pitch Perfect. And very importantly, Kesha as Pizzazz. <laughs> so Kesha shows up in the last 30 seconds of this movie as Pizzazz, the anti jam And their whole thing is like, our sequel is going to be the holograms versus the misfits. And I don't know if you remember this about 2015, because we've since had multiple new Kesha albums. But Kesha, this was like at the peak of Kesha's legal battle, where she was not allowed to produce new music under her own name.
1: Oh. So I
0: was like, I need a sequel because I need Kesha music to live. And if she can't do it as Kesha, can she do it as
1: Pizzazz? And I needed it. Interesting. I needed it. I, I during the end credits scene, I had a couple of thoughts. Mm-hmm. The main one was, is that Kesha? <laughs> <laughs> that was the main thought. Oh, wait. Th- is that Kesha? If Kesha. Kesha? Kesha? <laughs> I was so confused. And my other thought was, all these girls are acting so much harder than, like, not that the acting in the whole film was bad, but, like, so hard. These girls, so I know, like, they're
0: snarling, they've got metaphorical claws out, they're- I'm
1: like, why was this the movie? Exactly! I, what? Like, the movie was fine, but this? This is new. Now I understand why you're like, I need a sequel, because- like, this movie could have been like 20 minutes montage, like, of how they got. To- and then this could have been the whole movie after the fact. Exactly. It would have been <sighs> so fun. So, like,
0: Hasbro had this whole big plan of, you know, G.I. Joe crossovers. And I'm like, that's fine. That would have been campy and glorious, and I would have been into it. But I care much more about the this and the holograms and everything that that entails that rivalry it's so good and it's so fun and like jenny said they're acting so hard but in a good way capital a yes
1: this is the first scene when i thought this could be a comic book movie Mm -hmm. and that i'm saying that in the best way possible Mm -hmm. like that type of energy i am here for so if that could have been how it was i feel like people would have probably enjoyed it a bit more but it, it was wasn't. not meant to be <laughs> yeah yeah alas.
0: alas um but i really do enjoy this movie i i watched movie theaters loved it watched it when it came out on vod and rented it to watch with my family because i was living with my parents at the time like everyone sit down we're watching jim and the holograms i watched it for the <laughs> second time In 2016 and thought, oh no, this is not as good as I remembered it being. So I got kind of nervous this time, but pleased to report that it actually, I'm back to my original levels of love for it, where it's just really fun, and I'm mad there wasn't a sequel, because the sequel would have been so cool and funny and weird, and I think much more in line with what original fans wanted, and... The music in this movie is fantastic, which brings me to my last point that I have to make today and then I will turn it over to Jenny again. I love you so much. I'm talking so much today every day. It's okay. Um but this year also was a year where I finished university and was Working multiple jobs and just figuring things out and didn't really have a life, so I watched a lot of movies. Not that I don't still watch a lot of movies, but that year I really threw myself into the... Jenny's gonna laugh because she's like, Emma, this is you every year, but that year I really threw myself into the drama of the Oscars, mm, which mm-hmm. I know I do every year, but 2015 was a very intense year. And I go... No, I, I, I would vouch for that. Yeah, I would say, like, the year of the Oscars, because I say, like, the year of the movies that came out, not the year of the ceremony. Anyways. Anyways. I really disagree with how the Best Original Song category went in 2015, for 2015, because I have a lot of disagreements. They also didn't nominate Crimson Peak for Best Costume Design, which should have been illegal. Academy should have been arrested um, as a whole, en masse. (laughs) We should just start it over. Um, But they didn't nominate See You Again from Furious 7 for Best Original Song. Stupid. Exactly. And so what I love about the Best Original Song category is that... You know, it's it's a, it's about what makes a good song and what makes a song right for a movie. And I feel like in later years, we've really focused on the movie has to be good and already considered for other Oscars before we'll even consider nominating it for a song. Mm. When, like, in the category as heyday in the 80s, it was just whatever was a good song, man. And so you have something like Furious 7, which is not an Oscar movie by any standards, but the song was a huge hit, like... Huge success, Grammy-winning song, maybe just Grammy-nominated, but, like, huge success, huge emotional impact, like, a blockbuster of a hit, like, suits the movie, suits the music industry at the time, should have been nominated, by my opinion, should have won that year. 100% agree with you. And what has come, what has really happened in the past few years, for any, like, I find minor category, is that voters will often go in the case of the easy choice which is obviously we are both huge disney fans but animated movies disney and disney and pixar tend to win because they're disney and pixar they're the ones people see and so this year sam smith is a very talented artist they're a great writer they're a great musician um but writing on the wall is a bad song it's not just a bad bad bond song it's a bad song and it won because it was a bond song and because adele had won for skyfall the year before or like two years before so it was already on everybody's minds and like Mm. Of the nominees, shouldn't have won. That should have been If It Happened to You by Lady Gaga, which is a great song, powerhouse performance. Go look it up. But See You Again should have been nominated. And so should a song from Gem and the Holograms Young Blood, I'm mm. Still Here, uh, The Way I Was. They're all great songs. Yeah, they're really good. And they suit the movie perfectly. They are the strongest part of the film. They lift this movie up in a way that it really, really needs.
1: Yeah, I feel like my overall thoughts of the film was... I don't know if I would see it again unless I was watching it with you, which is usually, like, how we go. But I don't think I would (laughs) recommend it, really. But I would 100%, like, these songs Mm -hmm. will be on my rotation, 100%. And I'm really glad that I did see it, because I know it's a very important film for Emma's. And I also, like, see... Like, there was parts of it that made me cry. and there's parts that made me laugh. Mm-hmm. And, again, aesthetically, it was really pretty to look at. Um, but, yeah, I probably wouldn't see it again. But the music, ah, so good. Exactly. So, yeah. so good.
0: I, I feel like that's why it took a year to do this. I wouldn't recommend this movie to anyone at this point in my life, but I will always put these songs on a Spotify playlist.
1: <laughs> I feel like it's similar to some people and The Greatest Showman, in a way. Yeah. Of, like, the music slaps no matter who you are, but some people, like, hated the movie because it's not as accurate to actually like pt barnum and it's like people don't like jim because not as accurate to jim and the holograms and but aesthetically it's beautiful the plot for mm-hmm. both of them kind of go all over the place but the music is great and i'm glad i saw it <laughs> but i, I that really is like a perfect showman. comparison yeah thank you <laughs> thank Excellent. you thank you thank you
0: oh man i'm really pleased that you enjoyed the music which i think is ultimately the most important part is that if you had said the music had yeah. sucked i would have been really bummed <laughs> but it's <laughs> no, very no,
1: reasonably no. you're like this movie's incoherent it. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's parts that I really enjoyed, and w- the main part of that is the music mm-hmm. And you know why? why? <laughs> because we got heart, because we, we got, got heart, because we got heart. We got heart. Yeah, yeah, we do, yeah, we do. Now the
0: since we've been talking about the music, we're going to blitz through. Thank you, Jenny. Um, Do you have any other thoughts? I definitely dominate the conversation as I always do in my weeks. Okay, cool. Well, then we have a quiz. Jenny, if you will open the drive, we're testing out an audio quiz. We're hoping that everything goes well. Um, But on the topic of music, I am going to do a little Name That Tune because I was thinking about other Famous fictional bands and famous great tracks that have come out of movies. So I have picked three songs from different fictional bands. I went for movies that I know Jenny has seen. And so I want you to see if you can tell me the movie that it is from. Bonus points if you can also tell me the name of the band, in the movie that is performing it. Um, And to anyone listening who's expecting deep cuts, deep cuts don't live here. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. We're going to blitz through this activity. (laughs) So yeah, they're probably some of the first things you Google when you Google fictional bands, but what about it? It's a fun time. So for our first question, I have a hard mode and an easy mode. What would you like to do? I will not judge you either way. Both songs are Bob's. Okay, I'll
1: listen to hard mode first because okay, I wanna test it. Okay, I'll play it. You know hurt backwards, doesn't
0: make
1: that was fun, but I have no idea. <laughs>
0: okay. I was going to say, like, t- feel free to talk it out, really think about it. I have hints yeah. ready. All right. Then we will go to easy mode. Easy mode. Okay. Okay. Let's see.
1: Denny's face is a fictional a nice,
0: nice, nice. band? This is nice, nice. a, nice, nice, nice. a fictional band from a fictional movie that I felt very confident in saying you had seen, and now I am concerned.
1: Um, so
0: I will say that the, the easy mode is a yeah. song by the band that the movie is named after. The hard mode is a band that's only in the first ten and last five minutes of the movie. Wait, is
1: this Josie and the Pussycats? This is from Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I, I could envision it all, and I was like... I can vision the era that it's from, but I couldn't figure out who yes. it was. I was like, what? Okay. Josie and the okay. Pussycats just had its
0: 20th anniversary and has had a real reconsidering, I think, of the way people look at that movie, which was also a box office flop, and now everyone agrees is pretty great. I don't think such a reckoning is ever going to come for Gem. Okay. I would say pay special attention to the second person singing on that clip, the man. And I will say if you also wanted a hint, I could tell you the name of the song.
1: This man... Okay, this is gonna be a weird question. Are these people? <laughs> yes, they're people. Are they? <laughs> <laughs> this is, okay. These are all live-action
0: films starring people as people, not animals. Okay, maybe members. I should be more specific. Are
1: because <laughs> the first thing I thought was like country bears. <laughs> It's not the country. And it is not said the that country it was live bears. live action. I was like, I need to be more specific. <laughs>
0: okay. It is not the country bears. Yeah,
1: Who's this man?
0: Um, I have also talked a lot about how I think this man should have been nominated for an Oscar based on a movie he did in 2018, which I realize now is a really vague hint. But this man should have an Oscar. This man has also had a real resurgence in popularity in the past year. Rightfully so. He's an incredible performer. I can. Get, do you want me to give you the name of the song as a hint? Yeah. The song is called "Teacher's Pet."
1: What? The
0: man singing is the only adult in the band.
1: Oh, I'm so mad at myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad. Oh God, I know what it is, but I'm just, you know, you know, disappointment. I do. When you, when, of course. It's School of Rock, but it's of I'm Rock. just like, I'm just so mad at myself. Of course it is. Of course. It... Okay. What's the next, one? <laughs> what's go to, the next uh, one? Go to clip number
0: five. And while you're pulling it up, yesterday I was on YouTube and I realized that they did a, a School of Rock reunion concert for the movie's 10th anniversary what?
1: with all the kids as grown ups and it made me cry. Oh <laughs> okay. Number five. Number five. Okay, let's see. This is um, Freaky Friday. Instantly got it. Close (laughs) it on a high note. Do you remember what the band was called? I did not. I had to Google it. Sorry. Okay, what? I love love that movie. It's so Um, good. It holds up. And then they they perform (laughs) it at the wedding.
0: What was your question? <laughs> Sorry, I got excited. <laughs> do you remember what the band is called? I had to look it up. I did not remember. So no. Oh, I do not remember what the band it's is called. It's called Pink Slip, which I think is a pretty good name for a high school punk band. That is
1: fun. I like that. Well, thanks for that, Emma. That was delightful. You're welcome. I love you. <laughs> I keep saying I that you. because it's true. <laughs>
0: And that's our show. You can find us on Twitter or Tumblr because we are still on Tumblr, like Erica Raymond, at HYHO Podcast, so HiHo Podcast. You can also email us at podcast at gmail.com. And of course, like, review, subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcast player of choice is.
1: Yes. And I will be back next, in the next episode with my pick. It may be slightly late. I am moving So hopefully I'll have it up in time for everyone to see. It may be a couple days late, but hopefully not. We'll make an announcement Um,
0: if we don't, but...
1: Yes. This is for fun, so... Ha 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 ha. Ha ha (laughs) ha ha ha. And yes, so remember to like what you like. Your opinion is valid. As long as it's the same
0: as mine. I'm really glad you like the music or we would have had a problem.